everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Fight Corner Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Falcone, and on this podcast, we're going to be talking all things mixed martial arts, all things professional wrestling, pretty much everything combat sports related. If you know me, if you followed me for any period of time, you know that I am absolutely in love with professional wrestling and with mixed martial arts, two of my biggest passions, and there are two things that I've been looking to talk about for a long time, have a podcast have a place to discuss, uh, give my opinions, my thoughts, my reviews, talk about news. Uh, There's so much that's going on in this genre in terms of uh, pro wrestling and in MMA. And uh, I've just been looking for a platform to to talk about it, give my opinions, give my thoughts. And this is what this podcast has turned into. It's turned into the fight corner. This is the first episode. And uh, thank God that I decided to start this podcast at this time because there's just so much news. There's so many things to talk about. Uh, So much coming up. So much that's happened. There's just a lot. There's a lot to talk about. And uh, this past week has been huge in in the world of mixed martial arts, which is what we're going to start with. Uh, pro wrestling talk is going to come soon, but we're going to start with mixed martial arts just because of because of everything that's happened this past week. I mean, quite quite honestly, the the greatest MMA fighter of all time, George St. Pierre, announced his retirement. Uh, I know I know it's controversial on who on who the greatest uh, MMA mixed martial artist of all time is, and uh, in my mind, you have to give it to GSP. Obviously, there's you know there's Anderson Silva, great. There's John Jones, also great. I think that it's just not fair to to give it to not to give it to GSP because uh, there's always going to be those asterisks next to Anderson Silva. There's always going to be the asterisks next to John Jones. You know, for the the PEDs. Now that doesn't mean you can discredit them, their abilities, their athletic abilities, what they've done in the octagon. But with those asterisks there, and knowing that George St. Pierre did it clean, I mean, uh, he's just he's got to be the guy for me. Um, also, I mean, he does have the two losses on his on his record, and both losses he came back stronger than ever, and and he beat he beat the guy that beat him handily. Uh, he had no issue beating the person that beat him. I just and also always a class act, a great representative of the sport. I mean, his fights that he had in Canada were absolutely huge. Uh, coming back at 185 pounds. And uh, for UFC 217 at Madison Square Garden, which, by the way, probably one of my biggest disappointments that I didn't go to that show. Uh, I, I at the time it was it was so expensive to get in, and man, I I didn't I did not I, if I had known how great that card would have been, I would have been there. I I still can't believe I didn't go. Uh, the the three title fights, obviously Rose Namajunas beating Joanna and. Uh, Cody Garbrandt losing his title to TJ Dillashaw and then of course GSP on top defeating Michael Bisping uh, that was ugh, man what a great card definitely the card of the year that year but him coming back at 185 pounds uh, looked massive looked great against Michael Bisping and uh, even though it was in the contract that he was supposed to defend his title against Robert Whitaker, I feel like we all kind of had that inkling that idea that that probably was not going to happen uh i I just couldn't see that taking place no everyone knew he didn't really have much interest in doing that i i think that if the title had been held by a guy like luke rockhold or uh chris weidman or that and and a lot of other people y'all romero i i don't think that george st pierre 
would have come back. I, I think he saw Michael Bisping as a guy he could beat, um, and he did. Uh, it was a great lead up watching Bisping try and you know get GSP to talk trash, and Bisping was hilarious. And honestly, it was a great way to go out Madison Square Garden. Great show, great fight, and he got to hold a, another championship. And I know that there had been talks about him fighting uh, Habib Nurmagomedov at 155 pounds. I don't see how that could have been possible. Uh, I, I'm sure he could have done it, but man, he, George looked—he looked massive at 185 pounds. I mean, he looked absolutely huge. I, I just don't see how he could have cut down to 155 to fight Habib for the light, the lightweight title. I know they were talking about doing it at catchweight, doing it at 160, 165. Uh, I know Habib said he wouldn't, he wouldn't do 170, but uh, that's just, that, that would have been crazy to me to see George go down to 155 pounds and, and try and fight Habib for the lightweight title. I, I just don't see how, how he would have been able to do it. And uh, that's a fight though, that I think we all wish we could see. I don't know what weight it would have been at, uh, if it did happen, obviously the UFC ha- didn't have any interest in, in making that fight. For a one-night pay-per-view buy rate, it's obviously great business to do uh, George and Habib. But you got to look big picture. And I respect the UFC and I respect Dana White for looking big picture and going, look, Habib is behind Conor McGregor now, is our number two star. Realistically, I think he's going to draw a bigger pay-per-view buy rate in his next fight than John Jones is going to draw. And that's I know that's a hot take, and some people might not agree with me, but I think that Habib is their second biggest star after his fight with with Connor at UFC 229. And I think they look at that and they say if George comes back and he is the guy that beats Habib and ends his undefeated streak and then retires without defending the title or without perhaps facing Connor or Tony Ferguson, one of those guys at lightweight. It just does, it just doesn't make sense for the UFC. Uh, and there's too much other things that are happening at 155 pounds right now, which is something we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about UFC 236, and I think that I mean it just doesn't make it didn't make sense business wise. There are so many guys at 155 pounds that d- deserve a title shot, and obviously that's been a big issue with the UFC is that 155 pound division. And if they had, if George had come back after just vacating the middleweight title, dropping to 155, and Habib waiting till November, and pretty much going a whole year without Habib fighting one of those guys at 155 pounds, and George leapfrogging them, and them doing that in Madison Square Garden, I obviously that just that wouldn't be right. That wouldn't have been the move. And you know, I commend the UFC and Dana White for doing it, for saying, "Hey, look, this isn't this is not what we're going to do. We're not we're not looking to do that." Um, so yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to George on a fantastic career. I hope he sticks around in the sport and we see him. I perhaps commentary. I know it'll be funny hearing his, uh, French accent doing, doing some shows, but I, I think it'd be great. I think it's great to have him has, have him as a analyst on ESPN perhaps. And, uh, yeah, he's a great representative of, of the sport and congrats to George on a fantastic career and hopefully a happy and healthy retirement. Um, yeah, so let's move on. Um, the other big news of the week for the UFC and for MMA was UFC 236 and the two big interim title fights that were announced. Uh, for the first fight that was announced was uh, Israel Adesanya fighting Kelvin Gastelum for the interim middleweight title. Obviously, Robert Whitaker was unable to compete last month at uh, UFC 234. And 
at that point, Gaslam had made the weight. It was fight day. It, it would have been wrong for Adesanya to, to leapfrog him and, and fight for, for the championship uh, against Whitaker whenever he came back. You really have to give Gaslam a shot. I think that this is a situation where it makes sense. Uh, Whitaker hasn't fought in over a year. It'll be close to a year in, in June. What was it, June? UFC 225 when he fought Yoel Romero. And uh, that actually wasn't a title fight because Romero missed weight, but not uh, not Whitaker's fault, obviously. He made the weight. Romero couldn't did not make the weight. Uh, so, it, I mean, at that point, this is the situation where an interim title, I think, makes sense. Look, you get these two guys. You get Gastelum. You got Adesanya. They're, the right, they're both, you know, rightful number one contenders to a middleweight title shot. And you have them together, and you put them up for the interim title, and then whenever Whitaker comes back in, you know, July, June, July, August, perhaps. I know they said the summer. I'm thinking it's probably going to be later than earlier. I'm not looking at a June uh, uh, fight for Robert Whitaker. I'm probably looking at, you know, International Fight Week in July or, you know, August for uh, for Robert Whitaker to fight the winner of this of this fight. Um and I know Adesanya said he wanted a break. I mean, he fought a lot last year, but you know when this opportunity is presented, you got to take it. And Israel looked—he uh, looks—he's looked great in a long time. His fight with Anderson Silva was way better than anyone I think could have anticipated. It was a lot of fun. It was like a kung fu movie. I know Dana White said, and that's kind of what what I was thinking when I was watching it. it, it that that fight was great. And and Kelvin deserved deserves the shot. I mean, he's walking around with the belt saying he's the rightful champion, which is what he should do. He didn't want to get leapfrogged. He didn't want to get forgotten. He had to say. I know a lot of people thought it was distasteful because Robert was actually sick and he was in surgery. But look, you know, it's it's the fight game. It, you know, people say things and he he put a lot of work in and he flew to Australia and he made weight and he was there ready for a shot at the championship. And at that point, you know, that's that's what he's got to do. That, that That's what you have to do. You, you don't want to lose your shot. So I commend Gastelum. I commend Adesanya. It's going to be a great it should be a great fight. Uh, I think a lot of people expect Adesanya to win and then do Adesanya and Whitaker. Uh, I wouldn't count Kelvin Gastelum out. I mean, Gastelum looks great. You know, uh, I don't believe he's been finished. I don't think he's ever been. Uh, I mean, I know he's been. I know he uh, was submitted by Chris Weidman, but I don't know if he's been knocked out. You know, Adesanya, obviously not a submission guy. I'd have to look back at his record and see if he, uh, he'd he been knocked out. I don't believe he has. But um, uh, that might be fake news. I just threw, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he hasn't been knocked out before. If I, if if he has, I'm I'm having a hard time remembering it. But uh, yeah, I mean it, that that'll be a great fight, and that's not even the main event. Uh, so the very controversial main event of UFC 236, Max Holloway, the 145 pound featherweight champion, coming up to 155 pounds, fighting Dustin Poirier for the interim lightweight championship uh, in the UFC. Now. A lot of people are looking at this fight and they're saying, where's Tony Ferguson? It's been reported that Tony Ferguson turned this fight down versus Max Holloway. Uh, Dustin was not originally offered the fight. It was uh, it was supposed to be Holloway versus Ferguson for the interim championship winner fighting Habib, uh, presumably later in the year, presumably at Madison Square Garden in November when Habib decides to come back. Now, my opinion on this whole situation, and I know this is not the this is not the popular opinion, but Dana White loves to talk about how champions don't want to fight. They t- he talks about Woodley, uh, but he never said anything about guys about um, uh, someone like Rose who had said she had a neck issue and she hasn't fought in over a year. And 
uh, he, 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 Woodley was the big one, you know, Woodley said this hurts or this was injured. And he always seemed to call out Woodley, which I didn't think was fair because he had a lot of champions that couldn't fight for a long time. And if you look at Abib, and now I know he's suspended. That's fine. Uh, he has decided to not take, he, he's decided not to do the PSA that the Vegas State Athletic Commission has told him to do, and it could lower his suspension uh, because he didn't think that Vegas has any right to say that because they prostitution's legal, among other things, drugs. Um, fine, Habib. Now, if your suspension's up in July instead, because if it would be six months in April and the three, and then that'd be set. Yes, so the suspension would be up in July. He's choosing to sit out at least until his uh, teammates and friends who are suspended through October. He's sitting to. He's choosing to sit out until then. I think Dana. I know Dana won't do it, but he's talked about stripping guys before for inactivity. I mean, it's the UFC. We all know their bias. we, we all know that when you're a big money star that you're not going to strip one of your you know big money stars for championship. But I just think it's ridiculous that he's looking at Habib and Habib's a guy that's he's able to fight, you know, in July. You know, he's going to sit out August, September, October. And he's not willing to come back to November because he's, you know, pouting about his friends who did something stupid at UFC 229. I mean, come on. I, I just I don't under, I, I don't understand that. This should not be for the interim title. I, I think they should strip Habib of the title. If he's not willing to fight. Uh, if they looked at him and they said, "Be, you're fighting in July, you're going to fight in August, uh, the, you know, and he said, nope, I'm sitting out till November, I don't want to do it, I just don't see how that's fair. It's not because he's, it, obviously, once the suspension's up, if he's still saying, I'm not, I don't want to fight, you know, and it's not because of an injury or, uh, I know Ramadan in the past has been a problem for him, but uh, come on, I, I have an issue with that. Um, but the, we're at a point now where the fight's official, it is... Dustin Poirier versus Max Holloway for the championship. Now, Tony Ferguson, I presume, did not take this fight because he's looking at it saying, why do I need to fight for another interim title? I already won an interim title and it was stripped of me because I tripped over a wire and it blew out my leg and I wasn't able to fight uh, in Brooklyn. Man, this is just another one of those situations of, you know, obviously bias towards big stars. Uh, I, I, I do not think that Tony made the right decision here. Obviously, it's not fair. Obviously, it should be Tony and, and Habib for the title when, when Habib comes back. But man, uh, you got to take your opportunity where it's given. Because guess what? Now Holloway is going to fight Boyer and the winner of that is fight is pro, is getting Habib. And you can't tell the guy who's the interim champion at that point that he's not going to get Habib because... Uh, Tony deserves it. You know, Tony chose not to take a fight. And I, I don't know what's next for Tony Ferguson. Is he going to look at maybe the winner of McGregor and, and Cerrone? Because we all presume that Conor McGregor is going to be fighting Donald Cerrone. I think that's something that we all anticipate is happening. Joe Rogan on his podcast said it was a done, it was a done deal. Uh, that's a fight they both want. It's good for Conor uh, to, to get it. So I we don't see that... It's good for Cowboy, too. Uh, something else we can talk about. But um, I, I don't see how Tony would get that fight at this point. Uh, the, the fight to make uh, it was Tony and, and Habib, and now because Habib is, uh, because Tony's choosing to sit out, it's going to be Dustin. Dustin and, and Max Holloway, which is a great fight. It's going to be a war. Uh, I think Holloway will be the favorite. Uh, I know. Real, real hot take there. Uh Holloway will be the favorite, but it's going to be a great fight. And I 
the fight I really want to see, I, man, I'd love to see Max Holloway and, and, and Habib Nurmagomedov. I mean, I'd love to see Dustin too. Obviously, no disrespect. I, I'm a big Dustin Poirier guy, but man, Habib Nurmagomedov and Max Holloway. I, I'm still upset that that fight got taken from us back on Brooklyn after after Tony got pulled out. And then uh, Max obviously was f- f- uh, deemed medically unfit to continue to cut weight. Uh, but man... What, what what a card that's going to be. I know two interim titles. People don't love the interim title, but it's got to happen at this point. So uh, UFC 235 is coming up this this Saturday. And uh, man, what a card. What a card we got. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. It's, it's going to be incredible. Some of the big fights, obviously, we got the return of Cody Garbrandt fighting Pedro Munoz. Uh, we'll, we'll see what, what Cody can do there. And um, But man, the, the debut of Ben Askren, the debut of Ben Askren in the UFC, man, that's that's going to be huge. Uh, he's got a he's got an opponent that he knows is an opponent that is not. Uh, he is a bad matchup for Ben Askren. Robbie's a pretty good wrestler, and man, he's got knockout power that we don't know if Askren can take. I mean, he's got, he hasn't really been hit in a lot of his fights, uh, so that's that's a really intriguing fight. I know uh, Lawler's the underdog. Uh, in that fight, I mean, that, that might be a bet a lot of people want to take because he's never fought a guy like Robbie Lawler, uh, Ben Askren. So that might, be a, that might be a bet that people might want to, uh, might want to bet on, uh, Ben Askren versus Robbie Lawler taking Robbie. Uh, not saying I expect Robbie to win. I'm just saying that we haven't seen Askren fight a guy like him. And you never know what can happen. So that's a big one. That's one I'm looking forward to. Then we got Tyron Woodley defending his uh, 170 pound welterweight title versus uh, Kamaru Usman. It's an interesting one. They went at it at the press conference a lot. Usman looked great against uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, and uh, he's looked great for a while now. So I mean, it's look, it's a, it's this is a real big fight for for Woodley um, and for Usman, obviously. A lot of people wanted it to be Colby Covington. Colby was the interim champion. Another instance where the interim title meant nothing. Um, Colby is digging himself a big grave, talking about suing the UFC, which is a dumb idea, but whatever. I digress. We're here. We have Woodley and Usman. I don't know, man. I mean, Woodley is, if he catches you, it, it, it's it, it's over, man. I don't know a lot of people that could t- That shot he landed on Darren Till was deadly. And uh, he looked great in that fight, so who knows? Uh, and then, of course, the main event, John Jones and Anthony Smith. <sighs> Man, I think a lot of people expect Anthony Smith to get killed by John Jones. If you watch Anthony Smith's interviews, he looks he looks really, you know, he's not he's not scared of John Jones. He's not intimidated. He's not. It, the, the the spotlight of, of fighting John Jones for the light heavyweight championship, it's not interested. He's just interested in being the champion. He it doesn't matter who he's fighting. Uh it's 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 intriguing, you know? I mean if if a guy like John Jones is gonna lose, I feel like it's gonna be to a guy like Anthony Smith. You know, it's gonna be to the guy that no one expects. And uh man, I'm really looking forward to it. This card is incredible. This is it's already the biggest card of the year. It's it's I don't understand how it couldn't how how it could be bad i mean this card just looks unreal and then of course on the prelims jeremy stevens versus zabit magomed sharapov i know that's a mouthful there uh zabit one of the rising stars at featherweight at 145 pounds and uh that's one i'm really looking forward to obviously it's that belongs on the main card but they want the big fight for the prelims get people to buy those the pay-per-view that might be watching because it's going to be an incredible fight it's got to be 
so yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna have a review of that show up uh, on the next episode of the fight. I don't know if it'll be the next episode, but it's it's gonna be on here. Um, I don't know if there'll be another show before then, but uh, most likely the next episode will be next weekend, and it'll be uh, a review with uh, USC two thirty five uh, talking about all the fights on this card. I mean, what a card! I, I, I absolutely ecstatic for this. Johnny Walker fighting Misha Serkinov. Um, just an just an unbelievable card. I, I can't wait. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, that's that's the UFC. Uh, the MMA talk. Let's talk a little pro wrestling. Uh, I know. So big news in pro wrestling. Uh, Roman Reigns is returning to Monday Night Raw this Monday, and he's going to be on Good Morning America Tuesday to give an update on his health. Now we can all presume that if you're announcing this for Raw and he's going to, you're announcing Good Morning America, that you're probably not giving bad news. Uh, I, this is an interesting one. I, I know Dave Melter of the Wrestling Observer, Observer Newsletter talked about how he thinks it's bad that they're that they're using his health, his his leukemia as a ratings ploy. I don't think that's the thing. I think if you asked Roman, if you asked Joe, the person, you know what he wanted to do, I'm sure he'd say, "Hey, let me go out in front of the people and give everybody this news." You know, that's a moment. That's pro wrestling at the end of the day, and. I'm sure that's better to him than just putting out a tweet saying, "Hey, I'm I'm not I don't know, by the way. I'm assuming that he's in remission. I'm assuming that. I don't know if that's the case. I don't want to assume something like that, but I just don't think you would have all this stuff lined up if it was bad news. Um and I could be completely wrong there. I just I'm assuming that that's the case. But, you know, he's the one that is fighting this. He's let him who am I or who is Dave Meltzer to say how he should announce this to people, whether WWE is asking him to do it on Raw or not? Let him let him do that. You know, that that's up to him. He's the one with it. Um, if he's wrestling on WrestleMania, I mean, that's huge. Uh, coming back from this, I'm sure it's going to be I mean, I don't know what they'd have planned for him, but uh, well, I mean, what could he do? Could he be in the corner of Seth? Is he going to have a match? Who's left as an opponent? I'm sure they could figure out something for the guy. Uh, I do presume... I know the, the thing happened with uh, Baron Corbin and McIntyre and Lashley where they did the Shield triple powerbomb on Strowman. So could it be, you know, Strowman, Reigns, Ambrose, you know, versus those three in a six-man? I mean, I don't know if I'm bringing Roman back for a six-man at WrestleMania. Uh, I'd be doing the biggest match I could that was, you know, left to be booked. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I look, I hope he's okay, you know. Such a nice guy when I met him, and I, and I hope nothing but the best for the guy. Um, really, really class act and super strong guy to fight through this. But speaking of WrestleMania, Dave Meltzer also reported that there's currently no, like, finalized card. They have a couple big matches, but there's no card for WrestleMania, and we're about a, a little over a month out, which is incredible to me. That there, normally we have the full card in January or, f- or at least early February, and you know right now we don't really have much news on what's going to happen at WrestleMania. We have the top matches, obviously Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. Uh, we assume the three way with uh, Ronda Rousey, uh, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte for the Raw Women's Championship. But uh, yeah, it's crazy that we don't have a card for that yet. I'll be there, obviously. With I'll have a review of that show. 
uh, which which I'm really looking forward to. I mean, Mania every year is a great time, and it's it's going to be great. You know, it's it's going to be a great. It's always fun. It, I hope it stays warm. You know, I hope it's not. At least it's not rain. As long as there's no rain or snow or anything like that, which I don't think there will be. Uh, cross my fingers. Knock on wood. But um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. And look, I hope Roman's on the card. You know, we're gonna see w- what winds up happening. Uh, with Roman on on Raw, we'll we'll talk about that next week, of course, on the show when it, whenever it happens, and I'll give my thoughts on that. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so the next thing that I want to do, I want to give my Fight Corner Champion of the Week. This is something I'm going to do every week. I'm going to name essentially a star. That's my Champion of the Week, the person that we got to give it up to. You know, the moment per se uh, of the week. My Fight Corner Champion of the Week, I got to give it to George St. Pierre. Announced his retirement. Absolutely fantastic career. Uh, You know, like I said, in my opinion, the greatest to ever do it if we're going to talk about mixed martial arts. George St. Pierre, Fight Corner Champion of the Week. So uh, that was the first episode of the Fight Corner. definitely let me know your thoughts of things you want to hear me talk about things you want me to do differently if you want you know more reviews of stuff if you want throwbacks if you if you want uh guests uh you know i got guests i'm gonna bring on and talk these things with me if you want debates you know what do you want you know what do you want from me uh what do you want from me tell tell me what what do you want uh, so tell me what you want to hear. Uh, I'm willing to do it. Uh, I, you know, this obviously this is the first episode, so I'm hoping that, uh, they just keep getting better and, uh, getting in a steady flow of, of talking and hopefully everybody enjoys listening. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to doing this. You know, I, I want to have a great show. I want to have something to talk about. I, you know, want to talk, if you want to hear more MMA, if you want to hear pro wrestling, if, you know what do you what do you want? You know I'd love I'd love to hear any any feedback I can get. I'd love to hear. So uh, yeah, uh, that was the f- episode one of the Fight Corner. Uh, I'm Ryan Falcone. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Falcone uh, for all updates. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. <laughs>